0: restaurant unstoppable episode 589 with ryan salts you're you're blinded by your
1: own passions what, what it really amounts to like do you want to make money or do you want to make do you want to make something cool i mean you can make something cool but if you're really principled you can also make money and if you're even more principled maybe you make a little bit more money um But most people walk into it as the artist with the passion. And if you start a business as an artist, it won't be a business. It'll be a hobby. Are you
0: ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Everybody loves Payday. Am I right? But loving your payroll provider, that's a different story. It's a little weird. Still, small businesses across the country love running payroll with Gusto. Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and HR support to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal, it's modern, and who knows, you might even fall in love. To learn more, head over to gusto.com slash unstoppable. And when you run your first payroll you'll get your first three months free again that's gusto.com slash unstoppable I'm sure you've heard of Revel, but have you heard of the Revel Advantage? It is the payment processing solution that seamlessly integrates into your Revel point of sale and platform to create a complete system tailored to your business needs. Rebel manages both your POS and your payments with integrated software, hardware, and credit card processing to save you time and money so you can focus on your business. Learn more at RevelSystems.com/unstoppable. slash unstoppable. Here is a statistic for you. Bento.com slash unstoppable and save up to $1,500 on initial setup for your new restaurant website. Get on it with excitement. Allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Ryan Salt. My man, Ryan, are you feeling unstoppable today? As unstoppable as I felt yesterday. (laughs) Yes. So, hailing from San Antonio and graduate of Saint Mary's University with a BBA in accounting, Ryan Salt's experience includes working at the 8020 Foundation in Geekdom prior to helping open Launch SA, formerly Cafe Commerce. Through Launch SA, Ryan created many of the programs now operating, including Breakfast and Launch, Pitch Tab, and San Antonio Entrepreneurship Week. His greatest value is his network and helping provide opportunities for entrepreneurs to create valuable connections. Ryan, I cannot wait to dive into who you are and what you got going on here at Launch SA, but let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you got for us?
1: Uh I guess, you know, the only thing that I say or repeat to myself is every day's a new day, so Every that's, day is a new day. Yeah, that's where I'm at, dude.
0: What is this conversation in your head looking like? Why are you saying this to yourself? How does it keep you going?
1: Uh, I mean, so I, I don't try to dwell on the past. I'm not super looking forward to the future. It just every day is something new to accomplish. And, you know, you make it, you make it what it is. I mean, you're in control
0: yeah. You know, it's it's so true. Like we, we do get caught up in the past. I think we do dwell on our mistakes, but just recover and buoyancy is huge. Right. Especially in entrepreneurship. Like you're, you're going to have your good days. You're going to have your bad days. Focus on the the middle. Yeah. Like don't look at the, the bad the try, or even better. The good. Right. Right. Awesome. Anything else you want to add to that? That's where I'm at, dude. (laughs) I dig it. So I honestly have no idea um, what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Ryan and I, this is kind of like your second interview because Ryan and I, uh, we got together last week. We had a couple beers. And this is a smart dude. He has really great values and he's learned a lot over the years helping other people become successful. So I, I really have no specific expectation other than i know it's going to be a good conversation fair no pressure no i did yeah i'm <laughs> probably going to say i dig
1: it plenty of times That's yeah just my thing.
0: so um basically uh, let's just start with kind of who you are in what was going on before you found yourself at launch SA.
1: yeah so um i graduated from university with a, an accounting degree a lot of my family are entrepreneurs um So I wanted to stick around the sort of entrepreneurial vein and just help out entrepreneurs and explore new things. And so uh, part of that dovetail was I found a a sort of a mentor at the time that was running a really small shop, like by really small, I mean like just himself at that point. Uh, It was a foundation for a guy named Graham Weston called the 8020 Foundation, basically Um, it's a private foundation that gives out grants to a couple different areas, but one of those being entrepreneurship. Uh, Another one of them was technology. Um, Hand in hand, that organization is tied with another organization in San Antonio called Geekdom. Uh, It's a tech-focused co-working space. It's sort of like the premier co-working space that San Antonio has currently, as well as it was really the first like primary name that you'd ever hear. Uh, And as San Antonio's tech scene is sort of still on the up and up, uh, I had like a very small, maybe like fingernail worth of a hand uh, in helping do something there. So uh, really what it amounted to was, I guess, you know, in talking about what prepared me to do what I do today, it's just having an innate interest in what's going on. So as you mentioned, this sort of second interview for us and talking, but you mentioned how you're sort of consumed by curiosity. Well, I would like to think that I am too, but um, I'm really curious about people, like what makes them move? What makes them tick? Why do you want to do that? How did you come about that idea? Like how, just all the different pieces that kind of congeal together to make the person. And in doing that, what I found was that I, I guess I'm actually okay at networking with people and it's because i take an interest in what you're doing so also it turns out people like to talk about themselves that's kind of cool too
0: yeah the best way i don't know where i've heard this or how i've heard it in a bunch of different places actually the best way to get somebody to take an interest in you is to take an interest in them, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I don't know that I cared that they would take an interest in me. There's not like but, I like, feel you like you
0: mentioned it was a byproduct of having uh, them, of having yourself being interested in them. They became yeah, interested in you. It's just for what sure.
1: Happens. So yeah, it's it's hand in hand. So I care about what you're doing, and thusly, I want you to succeed. And so naturally, after just sort of mingling with people and like with nothing more than just an interest in like, well, what are you working on, and how are you? or how are you having problems realizing that oftentimes the answer was the dude sitting right next to the person that asked the question and they just hadn't really met each other. And so a lot, that's essentially how I've built a network. It's what do you do? Like, what are you struggling with? And like, Oh, by the way, did you know this guy? And they're like, Oh, I've known that guy for years, but I didn't know he did that thing. And somehow that magically turns into a relationship building sort of network of people that I know. So, a lot of people think that i 'm sort of the guy that knows
0: the guy well, that is a great guy to be, and I, I can completely relate to that because of what I do with connecting with so many people, spending hours just listening to people's stories and that's and amazing it's, a, it, it's an amazing byproduct of being curious in other people is you get to connect the dots and when you know where people are strong or what their special interest in. It's like, you got to know this person yeah. and when you help people connect, you create community. That's what community is. Right. And that's when magic starts to happen.
1: Yeah. And so I, in, in sort of a happenstance way, um, as geekdom was really growing, they transitioned to a new building, uh, which they had practically owned the whole building. Um, at that point, I guess, you know, I was really looking for something else. And so I heard about this thing that was brand new. It was called cafe commerce at the time private public partnership between the city of San Antonio the actual government and a nonprofit called Lift Fund formerly of another name I won't say it cuz I guess I'm thinking about it maybe I don't need to say it anymore but um basically long story short somebody came up with the idea or rather a group of people a small business advocacy committee came up with the concept that Entrepreneurs need support sounds like super novel concept. it really was actually, but usually you don't expect the city to provide that and so, in a really unique way they they had concepted a support center for entrepreneurs that were sort of in this ideation phase right um, I sort of jumped from one to go to the other being from geekdom to cafe commerce and i've been here since june of 2014 and
0: was cafe commerce the word you weren't supposed to say
1: no it was uh (laughs) yeah no cat well yeah it just gets so confusing so i'm trying to limit the amount of like i tried to explain it to you (laughs) earlier and there was like 10 different variations of name changes and so um that's not super conducive but basically cafe commerce changes name to launch Say, which what is Which is what it is today, Um, and it dovetailed perfectly with like the abilities or like the background that I brought in before, which is I'm helping early stage entrepreneurs sort of figure it out and like what's the best way to do that. It's by connecting them to other people that figured it out.
0: Which I think is going to be the 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 chunk of today today's conversation is you've helped a lot of people figure it out. So what have you figured it out in helping other people figure out? Uh, I don't know where that. Where we're going to end up, we're going to just kind of freestyle and it's going to be fun because I know we can carry a good conversation. We've done it once. I'm sure we (laughs) can do it again. Yeah. You you mentioned something earlier that kind of I'm just curious about. You said you were just naturally attracted to entrepreneurship. Yeah. Reflecting back to the early days, what was it or what do you think it is today that really attracts you to entrepreneurship? Well,
1: so and it's funny enough, like in, in recruiting my friends to stay in San Antonio after we graduated from college, uh, I always gave him the same speech. Not, I'm not some sort of like visionary motivator. That's totally not me. But I saw a vision, and I wanted to make sure that other people saw the same vision that I did. Uh, now, what back- was that vision? Well, okay, so on a on a citywide scale for San Antonio, I mean, you just look look across the city, and to some degree, it's something of a blank slate. Uh, in that, nobody will stop you from doing the dream that you want to accomplish here, which is just like super refreshing. And to figure that out, like early on as a college student, like it it was just like super enlightening i was like wow you know you can build it here but you can go to any other city and you'd be like five steps behind the dime there would be like 17 secretaries before you get to a person that knows whether that calendar even exists to meet with the guy you were talking to or you wanted to talk to but here it's totally not like that like if you want to meet anybody it's probably like one to two people that you need to meet prior before that introduction can be made almost personally. And there's no like secondary secretary or anything like that. Like if you need answers, we can get them. If you need support, it's available. Like the, the vision and that, and that was city centric, right. But the entrepreneurial vision that I paint or I try to paint for other people is really like if you're working in an office setting, um, one, your network is going to be really limited. Let's say that you're... If if I actually follow the path of accounting, I'm sitting in an accounting cubicle somewhere doing my work and all of a sudden layoffs are coming down the pipe and, hey, guess what? Maybe I'm one of those guys. Well, who do I go to and say, hey, so I'm really good at doing this accounting stuff. Like Maybe you know somebody that's like looking, uh, but unlikely because we're all sitting in the same office and we've all been doing the same job forever. So like, where's your opportunity to really branch out and grow? It's going to be sort of pigeonholed by what you're doing and who you're with and stuff like that. But whereas an entrepreneur doesn't really have that as a, a thing that can stop them because you're, you're literally meeting people all the time. Like if you're an entrepreneur, you should be out in the world and like meeting new people and trying to sign deals and like ideally doing good work. You know, that would be like probably first and foremost, but um, the opportunity for your upward momentum as an entrepreneur is like, can happen in five years. It could happen in two years. It could happen in 10 years. Um, your monetary mobility, if you want to think of it that way, is, is just going to be totally dependent on you versus, you know, a natural structure of working for a corporation and saying, okay, well, hey, you know, in two years, you might be up for a raise and you'll go from like $25,000 to $27,000. And, you know, like you could live out that life. And then by the time you're 60 thinking of retirement, only making $50,000, or you can like totally take the leap, which is crazy. And like, make that work
0: on your own terms. So the original question was what attracts you to entrepreneurship? And if I'm paraphrasing your output is directly proportionate to your input, right?
1: That, probably was the shorter way of saying it. that's what i
0: do man i paraphrase i try to sum it and uh you said it great too i just want to make sure if anybody drifted that's what i got from that um so great way uh to you know kind of set the standard for moving forward in this conversation Mm -hmm. and um one thing that kind of struck my curiosity in that explanation was how san antonio was unique in the sense that you could there's nothing stopping you from accomplishing accomplishing what you want to do in the city. What What is right. unique about San Antonio that offers that aside from the framework that's been put in place to make these things happen?
1: Yeah. So I'm, uh, you know, so a lot of people I guess would knock the sort of family atmosphere, but I think like if, if we're looking organizationally, like one of the best examples of what San Antonio is inherently that anybody can see if you follow professional basketball is the Spurs. Like we talk about Spurs family, you know, it's just, like, inherent, like, and that's not just them, like, that's the city as a whole, like, we all take care of each other, we're all from the same, you know, neighborhood kind of feel, like, we're all looking out for each other, and and that family wants to take care of itself, so we're just so willing to help each other out, and part of that, I guess, is surely inherent on culture, uh, Hispanic heritage and Hispanic culture, but a lot of it is also just sort of, like, the makeup and build, and how we haven't lost, like, our persona as a city that's been around for 300 years. What is that persona? Um, family oriented. You yeah, uh,
0: know, hey, I was curious, not to like make it like cultural, but I was curious sure. if there was a cultural, like uh, uh, there is a, a heavy Hispanic influence. Yeah. And, and Hispanic is known for being very family driven and very sure. communi- uh, communal driven or community driven. Uh, And I was curious if that was a variable. And it sounds like you think it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, we we so like taking it to restaurants to a to a degree, right? Like um so I'm originally from Dallas, but San Antonio is my home like forever. Um the one of the well there's a handful of things that I re- recognize when I first uh showed up. Number one is that people don't honk their horns as commonly. I think that's su- I thought that was super weird at the time. Now it's you know, maybe I could be cutting someone off and like No horn. Um, When
0: I hear a horn honk, I'm like, oh, my friend must be behind. I'm like, oh, they're just pissed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, (laughs) that's what I was used to is like, oh, they're just pissed. It's not a thing anymore, apparently. Like, you can, people are bad drivers in some instances, and the horn's just not used. But anyway, so separate from that, San Antonio doesn't have like a large chain population of restaurants, which I also thought was super interesting because, like, when I came here, like, I'd eaten at almost every chain. Like, um, ever my dad owned a vending dallas yeah well yeah i mean well that's where they're like half of them are located right headquartered and stuff my dad owned a vending truck uh we used to fill vending machines with like snacks and sodas and stuff so not only was i like eating all this really bad food like doing like while we were on a route but then like oh for lunch we're gonna eat at mcdonald's right so even worse right um it was a really great childhood though in that in that (laughs) sense um but when I got here, I realized that, like, the chains that I was used to just super naturally are not common. Like, there really aren't that many Burger Kings in San Antonio. Couldn't say if that's, like, if there's a demand or if they, you know, recognize that that's not a thing. Like, there was only, like, one Dunkin' Donuts at the time that I could ever find. There, you know, Wendy's was super hard to find. Like, the things that I could find were, like, McDonald's, which is probably natural, and then Subway, which uh, I wouldn't have guessed, but it is. And then we have like our own home built chains, which everybody is just in love with, right? Yeah,
0: that's one thing that I've noticed that's very unique about Texas. And it, you see it more as you get away from Dallas and you start making your way south, like San Antonio. Austin is a great example. You see a lot of like hyper focused chains. Yeah, uh, Whataburger. Yeah, uh, P Terry's. There's a couple of them, but like they're like they're super hyper focused. Right. Um, but then when we get down to San Antonio, it's more just a ton of independence all over the place. Yeah, it it's like a weird transition.
1: Tons of independence, but I mean, like even our grocery store is like a homegrown. Oh yeah, H-E-B. you know H E B. Like yeah. we've they've cornered the market, right? Like in San Antonio, loves them, and South Texas is beginning to love them, and eventually we'll all be assimilated. But um, Bill Miller is another one, like probably. I, It doesn't really expand. It may be in Austin. I'm not sure. I've never... I don't think I've ever looked for it in Austin. But, like, on almost every corner, I can find a Bill Miller, which is basically a, um, like, a fast, not... Like, a quick service, like, barbecue fried chicken place, um, which, when I was in Dallas, I mean, that didn't really exist either. So, it was super awesome. And, like, everybody loves it. Sweet tea's amazing. And there's just so many examples of, like, family-owned Bill... food destinations that you know you can't really see that in other cities usually it's like chain um chain you know yeah, bill i got if you want to see it that yeah. way so
0: this is a good place to take a break to thank our sponsors we'll be right back That you love the most about Rebel Systems, what would it be? It's definitely their vast reporting abilities on the back end. We utilize a lot of the reports such as speed of service, taxes, sales reports, labor reports. It's all there to help you run your business. Beautiful guys, and if you're listening to this, Revel works with businesses that are looking to implement cutting-edge technology that helps increase revenue, improve efficiencies, and enhance experience of their employees and their customers. To learn more, head over to RevelSystems.com/unstoppable. So we're back, and you know, up to this point, I think we've identified some of the key variables that make San Antonio. Uh, you, I don't know, uh, some. Uh, uh, a city that can support what you're trying to do here at launch SA. i'm not sure if we really uh, explained exactly what it is what you're trying to do with launch yeah say, let's let's get into that a little bit more of and then once we have to de- identify what it is you're trying to do let's talk about what's let's, let's unpackage some of the the big lessons you've learned doing what you do
1: yeah so and i realized that as we were talking i'm like i'm saying a lot of very general things right and i guess that works to my personality because i've Fine, I'm a really great generalist. Um, so Launch say is basically a 311 for small business and entrepreneurship opportunity. It's not specific to a, a, an industry. There's not like a specific time or you know amount of in- industry experience you have to have mm-hmm. to get involved. Um, you can literally walk in with like an idea that you thought of three minutes ago or you can walk in with a hundred year old company. Uh, either one of those or both of them rather have problems. Um, one, you don't know anything and the other one, you know a lot, but you may not know some things that are relevant to today, yeah, the right? important things. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. my goal and our goal at Launch SA is to really try to distill down in a personalized fashion how can we connect you with the right resources, right? Those resources may actually be Partners like uh, organizational agencies that are across San Antonio, or in broad, you know, in a broad scale, maybe Texas, um, or they might be mentors that we've curated and called through networks that we've established, personal or otherwise, or they might be um, workshops, education programs that we built, uh, such as the breakfast and launch program, which I'll get into, dovetail into a minute. Um, no community is without support on average, but no community is also um, without um, problems as well or gaps, I guess you could say. And so what we've tried to do is be cognizant of where those gaps fall, like what's not being sort of fulfilled by resources currently. And we try to identify ways of, of fixing those. And so...
0: Okay, I got to ask. Sure. Water, actually, first, finish your train of thought. I'm sorry, before I completely derail you.
1: No, no, that, I mean, that's fine. So, so basically... <laughs> Beyond the tell me what's wrong and I will help you figure it out, which is like the base level. Part two is, okay, you've told me what's wrong and there is no like natural roadmap or partner that I can point you to that has that answer. So we're going to build the answer. And that's how we get to programs and other things that we do.
0: Yeah, byproduct nugget that I extracted from you so far. And I don't know if it was intentional, but when you we started this conversation, you said that what you love to do is you love to listen to people, to hear their story, to hear yeah. their strengths, and then to connect them. And you said, launch essay, What you what you're trying to do is to connect people with the right solution. Right. So you're, you're leveraging your natural ability. And I think that should be a goal for everybody in life to find out what it is they love to do and to, to get in a lane that that natural, it factor, whatever yeah. it is, comes out organically. And I just want to, you know, say way to go for finding that lane. Cause it Dude, sounds like it's natural. For I mean,
1: you. it, well, it was natural. I mean, I, I don't ever want to look at it and, and take it for granted because what I get to do every day is like, the perfect thing that I could ever ask to do every day. I mean, eventually I'll I'll do my own thing. I'm sure of that. But like seeing other people's progress and helping them figure out like the things that they didn't know and connecting the dots is like just instrumental. Like the amount of companies that I've seen grow because of a program that we put on or a mentor that they met through our network or, you know, just getting the right information and just seeing that nugget snowball into, you know, an, basically an avalanche that's like a bunch of wrong analogies together but um seeing that happen is super rewarding i mean like so many people are just like you know one person away from making a difference or like one conversation away from making a difference now a lot of that has to do with you taking action on the information you get so not everybody can be successful you know in that in that vein or it may not be it may not be a a yes it just may not be like a not right now i don't know if that kind of makes sense but um Yeah, I'm super fortunate to have that ability, and so... Launch essay is, is basically sort of an embodiment of like what I'm doing in the community in some sense.
0: But So the the thing that I was uh I was about to I did interrupt you before, and the reason why I interrupted you because I got really excited, I wanted to ask the question before before I got to ask it, but I wrote it down, so we're good. Uh, the question was what are the biggest gaps? You said that what you're yeah. trying to do is identify the biggest gaps uh, and then fill those gaps with solutions. So what right. what so those gaps are the gaps that are I mean that's what's wrong with the current model, as far as helping people get to where they need to be. Is that what you meant by that?
1: So I I look at it more again on a on a citywide perspective. Like, what opportunities are people asking for that are not necessarily readily available? Whether they exist in other places or not. Like, how can we fulfill maybe opportunities in those segments? So I'll give you I'll give you a couple examples.
0: You're giving yeah. examples of gaps. Yeah, or
1: well, programs that relate to gaps, but just gaps in general. I can also relate to right. Okay. So. The first program that we really built was our Breakfast and launch program. It's a culinary business accelerator for people I guess if I'm defining it, it'd be like zero to two years trying to figure it out all across the spectrum of food right I always claim that it's the first of its kind in the nation. I will fight you on that. <laughs> uh, we won an award that helped us spur in a little bit of funding from the SBA, a competition that they launched at the time back in 2014. That sort of got us started. Um, The whole point of why we even went down that rabbit hole is that we had tons of people walking in to launch a say at the general level saying, Hey, I have this idea to start a food business. What do I do now? And so looking across the city, we were like, oh who, no one has the same, like, there's not an organization that's like, hey, we'll help you figure out a restaurant thing or a food product thing, or just you want to start a catering business. Like, we have elements and resources for you. It didn't exist at the time for San Antonio. So we said, okay, well, th- there's no roadmap here. There's not even like a general point to go with. So we're just going to build it. Um, and directly built out of the need for a culinary roadmap, right? Uh, It's also, uh, you know, as we're going through it, we learned that you know, really, this is the worst industry to ever get into. So maybe, you know, if I can, if I can totally explain as many of the variables as possible and you say, you know what, this isn't for me and you don't complete the (laughs) thing like that's better, you know,
0: when I started this podcast, I was like, oh, like, like bright eyed and like, I'm going to help so many people be successful. Now I'm just like, I really hope that people realize what they're getting themselves into and that I talk more people out of opening restaurants than I do opening restaurants.
1: Yeah. And you know, it, and to speak to that, so like in, in, in sort of governmental or any, any program obviously should have a metric, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the un, the unstated and the, the metric that will sort of never come to light for people that serve as support institutions for businesses. How many people did you dissuade from doing that thing, right? How much money have you saved the community from not starting that business versus, you know, how many businesses actually launched out of your programming, um, no one will ever know that number cause that's not the exciting number, <laughs> yeah. right? But it's the more heartfelt number in building a community.
0: I think that if there's any positive uh, aspect of people getting into this industry and getting out really fast is that they, they tend to be people with that. Sometimes you need the money if you're going to do it right. Yeah. So they have money and they throw it into creating this asset and then they say, screw that. And then there's this asset that somebody wants to just offload. Right. And that's a great opportunity for somebody who doesn't have right. the assets, who is cut out for it and really wants it. So be aware of those opportunities. Be plugged in because you can be someone's exit strategy.
1: Yeah. And, but, you know, even to that point, I feel like everything has to go hand in hand with some personal direction because, yeah. uh, you know, we all, when you start a business of any nature, like all of a sudden you've thrown yourself into a box that doesn't peer out. So you never see you never see what the rest of the world is seeing, right? Um, you see a vacant location in, in, in a uh, retail center that used to be a restaurant. You say, oh, man, that is the perfect place for me to open up my restaurant. And what you don't realize is that the bar next door takes all the foot traffic at night and all the parking spaces, and you're never going to pay that rent mm-hmm. because no one will ever come into your place, right? Um, or for a handful of other reasons. So like, you know, we as entrepreneurs may put the blinders on and uh, you know, what, what we're hoping to do through programs like Breakfast and launch for specific for culinary, but at at the broad level launch, I say is to help you take the blinders off and see what the reality is and then make the right choice. That's a
0: real threat because when you're super passionate about this industry and you want it and you will do anything to make your dream come true, you see what you want to see and you need that outside perspective. You need that person that has no skin in the game, uh, to say, hey, like, I'm, I love your energy. I right. love how bad you want this or how much you want this. Right, But like, open your eyes. Like you are so focused on just making it happen. You're missing all right. these other variables that could crush
1: you. And And to that point, I like to look at it as sort of the artist owner complex. Like so many people want to get into any business, but food businesses specifically because dude, I make the best, whatever. And grandma said it was the best, whatever. And so like she said she would buy it, so like, I obviously need to start a restaurant, right? And it's like, well, maybe, I mean, but probably not. So the the issues there are that we we don't know because we we're put in insular blocks that really just kind of tell us lies about how good we are. and without experiencing it and without getting that outside perspective from people that have walked that same path, like you're just not gonna be as inherently successful. You're you're blinded by your own passions. What what it really amounts to? Like, do you want to make money, or do you want to make do you want to make something cool? I mean, you can make something cool, but if you're really principled, you can also make money. And if you're even more principled, maybe you make a little bit more money. Um, but most people walk into it as the artist with the passion. And if you start a business as an artist, it won't be a business; it'll be yeah. a hobby.
0: You no, know, it's weird because we, we there's circumstances all the time in life where. Uh, they'll say, do this thing. Like, just start, just go for it. You just need to start. And that's all it takes is just start. Right. And those right. passionate people have that about them. They will just start. But on the, but on the opposite side, there's the people that will say exactly what we're saying. Right. Be careful. Pay attention to everything. Yeah. But the thing is, I think that's why it's so important to have organizations like, like break fast and launch, because your job is to help those people that are doing the right thing and just starting, because that is the hardest part. And right. then they're, they got the blinders on. You're they, they have started. They're committed. Now, right. you're the one that's on the other side of the spectrum saying, whoa, Tiger, slow down. Yeah, yeah. Look at all this stuff. So instead of waiting to find out the hard way and waiting till all those things that you didn't consider have caught up to you, gain that outside perspective super early. So even if you don't think you need it, right. go to these services if they exist in your community because you and will, they, do. they will pick stuff up that you're missing. They know the, the market. They right. know the city. They'll catch stuff that you'd miss.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I'll give you like a quick napkin numbers version of something that most people don't even take into consideration. So, natural jump-off point would be, hey, I'm gonna start my own catering company. It sounds easy, you know. You can sort of specify into it like catering on its head should be profit because the order comes in, you know, it's a set amount. You've already figured out your cost to make money on that. Like, but a lot of people don't necessarily do the math on that and i can understand you know math is hard and so you know maybe find somebody that's good at math to help you with that stuff but um a lot of people don't even look at their pricing ahead of time like as you're starting out as an entrepreneur like i just need to get my my stuff in people's mouths i need to get my food in people's mouths and like if i just have tons of people in the line like that's the best case right well what you don't realize is that you know the empanadas that you're selling uh, although everyone's eating them. You're losing like 50 cents on everyone that you sold. So it's really great. You have this line, but you're losing all this money out the back door that you won't even see until it's far too late. Um, And that's why, you know, again, supporting yourself with people that understand this information, taking metered steps in order to succeed is like your best bet. So what we do is we take that artist and we say, okay, you can be creative, right? But let's uh, account for all this creativity and put a value to it. And now what is that worth? Right. I mean, most people don't go into a business to, you know, get paid where they were getting paid prior to starting that business. Right. So like, I'm not going to go and start, um, if, if I worked at a uh, KFC, I'm not going to start a competing chicken fried chicken place to go get paid the same as I was getting paid at KFC. Like it just wouldn't make any sense. Right. Um, So, you know, you need to factor in some of these elements in in terms of your pricing, your value, what it's costing you to be in the place that you're in, like your overhead as a whole, and then figure out like really how many of these things do I need to sell before I'm actually making money, right? That's super long and probably... No,
0: it's great. And, and, you know, this we've come to where i knew we would end up which is we're just starting to talk about the things you've learned the benefits yeah. of of, a, of a, a resource like this i think the original question i've been meaning to pull us out <laughs> of this rabbit hole but i've been liking the conversation is what are the gaps right uh, have we identified any specific gaps or maybe i lost them in, in the communication. okay or- yeah
1: so for the hospitality industry um sales can be a lie if you don't understand math like uh that would be one of them um every single thing in front of you can possibly put you to failure. Um, you, you can be unstoppable, but maybe try to uh, try to figure each branch out one piece at a time. You can also be
0: more unstoppable lawyer. <laughs>
1: you could, yeah, if you're so, dedicated, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. So um, thank you for summarizing the, the, the key variables that you were making in that uh, tear that you went on. That was awesome. Um, so I guess what we can say now... Well, one other question I had for you, so break sure. fast and launch, like you kind of just naturally ended up awesome name by the way <laughs> break fast and launch I yeah. think you guys are sometimes that I food.
1: have to put that ampersand like I say break <laughs> fast
0: ampersand Launch, because <laughs> yeah. uh some people put and i don't know super great brand yeah. love the name uh how did you end up focusing on the food side of things because when you got into this it was entrepreneurship, but yeah, it seems like you've kind of uh. Focused yourself, your projects are mostly on food community. Not not, not exactly. Okay. So
1: uh launch is say as it is, right, is all industries, all people, anything goes like I'll help you figure it out. Uh breakfast and launch, I was sort of alluding to is built out of our community's large demand for interest and help and support for food related businesses, and the gap being on a citywide level that really those services didn't exist. So we built other programs that fit other gaps within our community um, specific to BreakFast and Launch as we sort of created it. Um, and I guess this, this might dovetail a little bit from my previous experience. So I worked around the tech community. Uh, I'm not super dangerous with tech. Like I know enough maybe to make a calculator in Python like four <laughs> years ago. That might have been a thing. Um, but basically, I took a model that was in San Antonio. It was called Techstars. And I really just asked everybody that was still remnant from that program, how did you do it and what like what's important? And uh, I took the structure of the accelerator and I reformatted it to work for food entrepreneurs. In technology or in tech accelerators, the common thing would be that you would relocate and you would spend probably 24-7 for up to three months working in a specific space, tapping away at a computer that's super generalizing it i understand um but for food people like you have to go sell something and that's not in my place where i hope that you come and work sometimes it's it's really uh it's it could be anywhere right and i tell everybody that goes through our program like hey if you have the opportunity to make money today or be here i would much rather you make that money um but understand that you know We will support you even if you miss this thing. I can connect the dots for you separately. Um, So we we structured the program to really form... Form up again to expose all the variables that you might run across uh, starting sort of in the ideations um, scenario. Like really what is this? Who are you selling it to? Like what do they want? Why do they want it? Like who
0: are, what do they look like? Like, yeah, I think this might be a really good time to take a, another break to thank our sponsors and we'll be right back. Cause you're going to start to get into the, the process you take these new people through, which I yeah. think is going to be kind of where we unlock some of the biggest nuggets you picked up on where people fall short. Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's the entrepreneurial myth, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's the idea that when you open your own restaurant, life is going to get easy because you get to do exactly what it is that you love, whether that's front of house or back of house. And then reality kicks in, right? You've got to do all this other stuff that comes with owning a business like taxes, HR, payroll, really boring stuff. That's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll taxes, HR actually easy for small business. And if you want to add on 401k or health benefits, it's a breeze. Those old school clunky payroll providers just were not built for the modern small business. Not to mention, you've got to compete with the big guys. But how do you compete with the big guys when you don't have big guy bucks? Well, with Gusto, that's how. Get back to doing what it is you love and let Gusto handle the rest. And because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you'll get your first three months free when you run your first payroll. That's Gusto.com slash unstoppable. Again, Gusto.com slash unstoppable. hospitality online with bento box by signing up today at get slash unstoppable and save up to $1,500 on initial setup for your new restaurant website. All right, we're back and uh, you're just starting to get into uh, taking us through the process of what you take people through when they join, I believe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So
1: what I was getting out and I'm going to try to be brief about like the actual composition. Like uh, you can actually see all of the mentors that we have involved in the program and uh, by you can allude to what they do, but I can sort of break it down a little bit. And
0: I want to uh, throw in a little uh, just note here. Uh, the reason why I want you to go through this is because even if you guys don't have these programs in your city or wherever you are, uh, you can be taking yourself through these gates, these hoops to make sure that maybe you're not missing anything. I don't know there may be some parallels, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when you're listening think of it from that angle. Is that right. is what I'm trying to get at?
1: Yeah, so um basically we start off with like ideation, like why are you in this? Like what are you trying to get out of it? And then who are you selling who are you selling to and what are you selling? Um really if you can't if you don't formulate down to um the, the detail like what you're doing and if that's not easy to convey like people aren't going to pick it up as easy it, a lot of a lot of folks will say like when you're building your brand you want it to sound natural and sound like you and and be relatable and like inherent it it also has to be easily explainable right and food people can easily get wrapped up in like well there's you know let me explain how i made it and it's like most people don't care about that part don't talk about that part just talk about how awesome it is and like how tasty it is and maybe just go with the sample like that might work a lot better than explaining you know where the fish came from and what its name was and you know how you came about it and stuff like that like that's but distill it down is is like step number one so distill what you're doing down and then um once we get past sort of like this base idea ideation segment then I move into like a very straightforward applicable to pretty much any business in any industry which would be the sort of legalese of the whole thing like what is your local metro health or your your health department you know what are their ordinances what what exactly are they going to put in front of you of the times those organizations are not out to like bust you. They're trying to educate you. So if you just go to them and ask your questions, like no one's going to shut you down. Generally, even if you're doing it wrong right now, like they'd rather just help you figure out how to do it right. than uh, you know, shut you down because five months later they found out how bad you were doing. So like go and ask those questions. Um, On a license and permit level, like, you know, if there's anything that precludes you from doing business or if there's designations of areas to do it, basically just try to get your ducks in a row so, like, nothing from a governmental end can come back and get you. And then we go into, um, on a more personal protection side, you know, what kind of legal structures make the most sense for you? uh, What makes the most sense for um, people in the food business across, you know, the sort of diverse segments if you're doing. Beer. If you're doing, um, you know, if it's, is it a full bar? Is it a full restaurant? Um, or are you doing a food product somewhere in there? Like, what what's going to make the most sense for you to scale? And again, that's condensing down at the beginning. What that vision was. Like, did you see? Did you foresee 400 stores across the country, or do you just want to be the best in this one specific area? And then, you know, as you sort of mold from there, just try to organize your thoughts in those terms, right? Uh, then through a sort of an accounting soirée we talk about profit and loss cash usage in the business um, and pricing really like those are the primary three things i would say in accounting that everyone sucks at is so this is like just
0: best practices like the like the sure. the, the, the the processes you need to consider when managing your books like all the the little variables that if if you're just making up prices to throw in your menu cuz you, that sounds right you're not actually uh-huh. doing you're not actually doing a like menu engineering there are processes to yeah. it
1: yeah. yeah i mean you know, and, and this is the one area that I'll say like 90% of food people suck at is just like the accounting component. I know it sounds daunting. Uh, I'll raise my hand. <laughs> like
0: that is not my strong suit. I know absolutely. it sounds
1: daunting, right? But if you set the process up right at the beginning, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, you don't need to be the dude carrying around the shoebox or receipts like there are better ways. Just do it right at the beginning and then the rest of it will just sort of be cakewalk, Right. Uh, maybe not exactly that great, but it'll still be better, you know. Yeah,
0: and uh, I, I don't want to derail you from the, the tear that you're going on, but just to reflect on a couple of the variables. Uh, well, first, you know, you mentioned earlier the people that come, uh, the, like the health inspection. All these people are on your team, but yeah. we all we have a really. I'm sure you've heard of it before. There's a or you've experienced it where that person's always demonized, right? Uh, in their restaurant, like they're, they're the bad guys, sure but that mentality is so toxic because they're actually the good guys. And if you do exactly what you said and you, and you recognize that and you go and you be proactive and you reach out to them and say, what do I need to do? They're going to give you a checklist of everything that they're going to look for. And then now you, they're your buddy. You, you, it's off. It's like, what's that initial interaction? Usually whatever that initial interaction is, is going to be what the, the, the interaction is going to be going forward. So if they bust you, then they're the enemy from day one. But if, on day one you say hey i want to be your best friend i don't want you to bust me how can we make this a very good relationship then going forward you guys are going to be lovers maybe not lovers but (laughs) respected
1: just i mean yeah it's really like everybody that you're afraid to talk to it probably doesn't know that you want to it's like you know running up to your celebrity you know like idol as you're as you're a child like He's not going to stop you from, like, taking the picture, like, unless the dude's sort of an ass, I guess. And, yeah, there are asses, like, all over the place and uh, in various many places, right? There's always going to be that one stickler health inspector that comes in. And, yeah, that doesn't represent the whole crowd, you know? Like, you can go get your answers. Like, they're more than willing to help you. Probably, like, most people don't ask because they're afraid and they think everyone's like that one guy that's trying to shut them down or that they've perceived that to be. That's totally not the case. Just go and ask your questions. Like They'll probably be overjoyed that you're asking.
0: Like, yeah, and to kind of tie on to the second point I want to make with the whole is getting off on the right foot with those relationships when it comes to the numbers. Uh, if you start with the right practices, with having the systems and knowing what the, the PLs and and the budgeting and you on day one before you turn the engine on, on the machine that's going to be your business that will never stop running. You know, once you turn that key, it's going. And if you want to make changes, it's like it's still going and you're making repairs as it's moving. Right. So if you can get that stuff straight on day one and know what the picture done right looks like, you have that picture of perfection. Right. uh, And then you commit processes and standards to keeping it that way. It's going to be a lot easier than having to figure it out later. For sure. Um,
1: You know, so like one way of explaining that, actually, we have a we have mentors that come in. That are like extremely notable in sort of the tech design space, but they also do uh, mentorship for us in, in our in our food space they sort of help brand a few different places around town that are in the food space as well but you know one of the one of the biggest things and this goes across the board for like any service level professional and I mean like service provider so like you dude that does your logo, maybe your website, the accountant you go talk to the lawyer you go talk to the like the worse you set it up at the beginning the more expensive it is for me to go repair it after the fact, right? Like, um, you make your really crappy logo and you run on that for 10 years or something like that. Uh, and, you know, it's it's like, hey, Brooklyn ice cream shop and then, like, whatever specific street number. Like, that was your name for some reason. You decided that was going to work. And all of a sudden, you know, you're really taking off and, uh, you know, you want to open up another one on a different street, well, that name doesn't really work for you anymore. <laughs> like, so you didn't think through some of these variables. Thusly, going back and correcting it is going to be a much costlier process overall. I'm so. going
0: through this right now with Restaurant Unstoppable because when I first started the podcast, I didn't know what I wanted to become. I didn't know right. what the, the vision was. I think that's a, tr- a true statement for a lot of people. Yeah. When you start something um, and you're kind of entering into the abyss, you don't know... You don't, you don't haven't figured it out yet. So you're figuring it out as you go. Um, but you, you got to start to figure it out eventually, the sooner you right. get the vision, the sooner you have an idea of where you want to end up, the easier it's going to be to make the changes. So fortunately for me, like I restaurant unstoppable is basically just a podcast. So all I have to do to fix things is go back to my archive and start labeling what type like who I talked to, what episode right. number it was. I'm just organizing it. But right. I could have tried to do a bunch of other stuff and made it a jumbled mess and it would have been way more difficult to fix later. So the good news is like I'm going back and I'm identifying things. I'm categorizing the the episodes. It's not that much work. But if I just decided to like launch whatever it is I want to launch and I didn't take the time to make it organized now, it would have sucked way more.
1: And I mean, that's why we start with ideation. Like if you don't know where you want to go, like it's really hard to show you how to get there. So, you know, the quicker we can define something in that vein, the rest of it just sort of falls in place. Like, okay, I know I want to open up this restaurant. I know I want it to be pretty much just in this location or within this city. I'm perfectly fine with it only ever meeting my expectations and, like, taking care of my family. I don't need it to be, like, some sort of national renowned brand. Um you, you you sort of identify those things and you say okay well since I don't want to scale to X Y and Z level then these this is probably my best setup in terms of my legal formation within that state or you know I I know I'm never going to expand into products or at least I'm almost ninety percent positive that that's never going to be a thing I'd want to jump into so I really don't need to set up my accounting to also include other channels of revenue like again these things are revised so hopefully if you do ever make the mistakes of defining it very early and then it somehow changes um it's because you're doing really
0: well yeah <laughs> um so so far some of the things that we've I, uh, identified i try to keep as much track of this as possible uh getting the clarity getting your ducks in a row and that's kind of related to like ordinance uh yeah. the legal structure of your business the legalities that you need to take yeah. into consideration best practices regarding uh accounting and insurance, things like that, yeah. the, the framework, the structure, yeah. uh, processes, in, insurance, you just said, sure. anything that we haven't hit or where are we on that? Is there more to it?
1: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like that was probably just like the first three weeks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, it's a three-month program. Um, I like to think it's theory practice. So, like, if I'm going to bring in an account uh, an accountant that's going to talk to my cohort about sort of the best practices and the things that we just talked about, um, I'm going to bring someone in that's act- like a, a restaurateur currently, a currently, excuse me, a restaurateur currently that uh, is suffering some fate of not having figured that one out before that luckily got past it and is willing to tell you that story.
0: So it it, Sounds like, like something I have heard of before. Like yeah. Like restaurant unstoppable. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah.
1: You know, you really, theory practice, right? Again, I can have the smartest accountant do it, at, you know, come in and tell you, ABC, and it's going to be you know straight gospel, and you still might not even believe it. So, taking that other person that said, so I didn't do what that guy told me, and um, my partner robbed me of every dollar I had. Uh, you know, that that's sort of a problem. Luckily, I you, made it out, guy. Like, are
0: you uh, referencing uh, our friend?
1: I'm referencing a lot of people, dude. It's not even like... <laughs> well,
0: we had Jody on the show yesterday, and she basically talks about how she's been stolen from. So. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's cool. A lot of the things that you're bringing up are... And Jody is one of the mentors that you bring on to the Yeah, talk.
1: Jody, um, Steven, Paprocki, uh handfuls of people. Like, it's I really... I saying his
0: name wrong this entire time. Paprocki? Great. I should have talked to you. Ah, uh, that's fine,
1: him. dude. I'm just call him, <laughs> you know, that guy. Didn't even
0: flinch. So. Garlic man, whatever.
1: <laughs> um, Yeah, So, so support yourself with... People that are running down the same path. So we figure out what we're selling, figure out what we want to build. We set up the ducks to make sure that, you know, no one's going to come after us if things mess up. And that's accounting, insurance, real estate, like contracts, uh, legal formation, all that stuff. Figure that out. Do it early. And then from there, we go into the finite details of being an owner. And that's the things that you didn't know before you started. So, hey, your guy might steal money out of the till, right? How do you curb that? How do you pay your people a living wage if that's a thing that you want to get to? Well, it comes with becoming principled. Like, how do you orchestrate or understand your margins? Like, what should you be targeting? Um, How do you manage relationships, partnerships, vendors, things like that? What what kind of culture are you building at the place that you're, you're you're building? Like, what does it feel like to walk in? What are clients supposed to relate to? What kind of clientele are you trying to drive? Like, all of these are like sort of the the nuanced pieces that you're only going to get from the owner themselves, uh, on average. And um, really, it's 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 a couple things. So the way the programs build is sort of it falls ideation to legal components to experience, right? And then the formatting itself, which I think is ostensible to anybody listening to this, is really find some mentors that probably are going to have great answers, but maybe not a whole lot of time. That's, That's basically the composition. I bring in people that probably don't have tons of time to be doing this every day for free, but they're willing to come in and do it for my program for free a couple times a year. And then support yourself with that cohort of other people also trying to figure it out at your same stage. So... You're not alone like I know everybody likes to think like hey I'm starting out like I'm the only one that's ever tried to create a burger restaurant before and it's just a lie like it's not a thing there are other people trying to figure it out even if it's not the exact same thing like you have tons of opportunity to correlate details across industries like the dude that's trying to set up the taco shop while you're trying to set up the burger shop like Y'all have a lot of information you could share back and forth, and it'd probably be it probably be helpful for you to have that relationship. So learn what you can from people that know at the top level that have figured it out, but learn what you what you can from people doing it with you because those guys are going to be far more accessible, and in the long term, like they're going to be your best friends. Like,
0: yeah, uh, it, it's so true. And you know, one of the biggest uh, commonalities I picked up from talking to successful people, interviewing people. And I see it all. It's that it's not about me versus you. It's about us, and it's the people who are willing to collaborate and share knowledge. Yeah. Share, share knowledge, because hey, if you're willing to share your knowledge because you're good at something, odds are that person that you're helping out they're probably good at something that you're not right. so great at. And when they see that you're floundering at that thing that they're good at, they're like, "Yo, here." You know, and, and if you do that time and time again, before you know it, that's called a community. Right. <laughs> right. That's now humans aren't meant it's weird, though it's very westernized way of thinking me versus you individuals like individualism right uh we're individualists and the thing is we're not hardwired to coexist as individuals we're tribal animals and nature has formed us to be in a certain way that we need other people in their it factors their strengths we we complement each other we're meant to work in communities i mean and and to that point like
1: uh, I used to sort of relate this as like the the food truck uh, park con- uh, concept and, and I mean but th- there's so many other ways of relating it right like things work in well in tandem like islands don't work right on on average like it's very expensive to be in Hawaii like that's it's an island right yeah if you're nothing for else too there. long
0: you shrink you get smaller
1: right? right so the notion in the past I think was I'm going to be better than you and that's that's fine to have a competitive thought or competitive nature, right? you could be, if if you're so good that you put me out of business, then you just lost half the clientele that probably went to your place after they got sick of eating at my place too often, right? We work well together. Like you don't see food trucks generally standing out on corners by themselves. It, It can work in condensed areas, but in very, in suburban areas, it's not a thing, right? They have to be in parks because I, I, while maybe very interested in your thai food truck and uh, you know my buddy that's you know real straight and narrow is like i just want a burger dude like i don't ever venture beyond meat and potatoes so um, things work well together we're not comp- we can be competitive right like ooh, i have a slightly h- higher margin than you why don't you compete on that versus competing on i have more yeah, customers friendly
0: competition you. is a good thing right? friendly competition uh like Danny Meyer says all ships rise with the tide right? right but it's 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 competition when you follow certain rules and you don't the rules of like this is how you run a successful a successful business uh and if we all do these things and we're competing to do it better then we we we're both going to become better yeah but it's when you start doing the sleazy things where you you know uh the, or the the stuff the the dishonest things to hurt your competitors that's when it starts to get you know just let's avoid that. And the right. thing is we haven't avoided that. The truth is we haven't. We, we will talk bad about other people. We will sure. try to sabotage someone else's business. We will. And that's where it starts to get really messy and just, I don't even know why I'm going here. It's not even worth bringing.
1: No, up. I mean, it, it, it does make perfect sense. I mean like it, you know, if, make, if uh burger King closed tomorrow, I don't imagine that all the people that ate burger King are going to just all of a sudden go to McDonald's. Like that's just not how it works. Like, you know, you went there for some reason. Maybe you like the food there. It's not going to be the same at the other place. So, like, one one organization closing the other is totally not the direction to go, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: so, I think, you know, part of the objective of today's conversation uh, was to pull out some of the nuggets, the biggest mistakes you see happening. Honestly, I kind of feel like they came out organically throughout the conversation. I hope so. Unless, is there anything that you had kind of packed I kind of gave you a teaser before we got started. That that's something I want to ask yeah. you. Is there anything that you want to just maybe add on uh, to the conversation before we start to wrap things up? Unless have you even finished the whole process of explaining what it is that you do with breakfast? I mean, technology?
1: that that's sort of the, the a base synopsis. Like at the very end of the program, we conclude with what we call a dinner day in uh, sort of the tech accelerator language. It would be a demo day where we get to show off the stuff that we've created. Or the companies that we built and the learning that we've had. Uh, Except in this instance, we give people free samples of all the people that participate in the program. And that's their sort of like welcome to the world. And like now you're sort of out there. But like nobody at that point feels alone because they're all doing it in community. And it's important that the community is not only uh, the people that have done it before you, the people that are currently doing it with you, but it's also the people that know nothing about you. Um, So, you know, some... And this is where it gets complex. Somehow you got to figure out all these things. Uh, I'll start back at the beginning with if this sounded really boring, like probably don't start that business. (laughs) Yeah.
0: um, Or find people who, and this is what I am a huge proponent of partners. Some people say never get into a partnership. Don't get into partnerships with the wrong partners. You know, find people that have the same... This is why having core values is so important. This is why having a vision is so important. This is why having a mission statement is so important. This is why having operations agreements are so important. You can find the right partners who... And honestly, in my opinion, I don't think that you as one person can be competitive in today's market. Right? Because there's so many little details you need to think of to be competitive and be good at. And nobody's a freak of nature. So go find somebody who... who Create a mini community within your business and find people who are strong where you're weak. Get that. Front of house person, yeah. and get that back of house person, get that accountant on your team, and identify the people that you hire. Find out where they belong in your community, and get them to be the all star. You got somebody who's good at holding a camera, loves taking photos. Sweet, you're in charge of Instagram for yeah. a week. You know, yeah. give them the guidelines, and it's it's like these little micro communities. Like you gave us a perfect example of a community of, of entrepreneurs coming together to support each other. Why not recreate that in your business, right?
1: Yeah, and that, I mean that that's at at the base level. So top to bottom soup to nuts like that that is launch to say that is breakfast and launch that is every other program that we make it is about building community to support entrepreneurial growth right that's done in a slew of facets but um yeah what can you do for yourself like go find your community go find like-minded people don't take everything as gospel. Find people that have real answers that have experienced it before. Not the guy that's rubbing two pennies together that says, oh, you got to do it that way. Probably the bad answer. Like, if he hasn't figured it out, you're probably not going to figure it out either. But share that information and wealth. What you learn can be shared with someone else. Like, uh, Steven probably said it, like, one team, one goal. Um, yes, that's he the did. point. How yeah. did you
0: know that was his success quote? <laughs> oh, dude, he says it all the time.
1: If I'm sure if he doesn't have it tattooed, it's probably tattooed a few people. And I, I'm, this is the poke at Steven right now. Uh, a few people, we, we kind of turn it in because he's the garlic guy. It's, uh, one team, one clove now uh, so yeah <laughs> i like anyway it.
0: uh which is kind of this is, this is good because your epo your episodes are going to air i think in the same week so i'm happy that this is uh coming out um so are, i mean is there anything you want to get out anything any last nugget you want to drop on us before we let the folks at home know uh how they can connect with you and kind of what your vision of the the future of Breakfast and launcher um
1: it really is yeah yeah so i mean um i'm not a person that's driven by you know <laughs> call it um a specific goal in terms of of doing stuff like this. Like my goal is to help you. Ideally, that was accomplished somewhere. Uh, The person listening, not just Eric, but... um, (laughs) He has helped
0: me too. He's (laughs) connecting with a lot of great people in San Antonio.
1: But um, I guess, you know, each city is going to be somewhat different. So like the answers that I would have are the people that I would know that I can connect you with. And like if anyone wants to connect, I'll be happy to give you an answer. Like that's the one thing I'm probably pretty decent at. Um, More than happy to do that. Might be slightly different depending on where you're at. But if you're interested in seeing something like this grow, I'll also help you figure out how to format it over there.
0: Yeah. And that's, I think, you know, this is what we need to do as a civilization, as uh, humanity, as people, is to. Uh, support one another and if this support system isn't in your city maybe you're a smaller city and you think it needs to exist then what's the first step is it to reach out to the government the (laughs) like where do we start to get the ball moving on this?
1: yeah you can just reach out to I mean if you like if you like any of the format I'm talking about you can just reach out to launch SA, and we'll just talk about it and figure out how it works like that's pretty much where it's at like I'd love to see it in other communities I think the frameworks really solid uh, what it really requires is somebody dedicated to helping entrepreneurs. So like if you, I guess, yeah, your best case scenario is like, if you don't have the time to do it, but you want it, maybe go poke the bear that is the city government you live in and say like, Hey, I think we need that thing that's in San Antonio.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think we, we identified first um, what makes San Antonio so, so special that a system like this does thrive and this right. the culture of, and I think that we're really, I, I keep on saying it, we need to, there's an issue with the culture in this industry and in the the country, really, uh, where we're too individualistic. I think we need to start thinking about the, our neighbors, our people. Think yeah. about it right now. This is a test. Not everybody can do this. Maybe a lot of people who are listening can do this because we're hospitality people and we like people. But yeah. how many of you can identify the names of everybody who lives in the houses on every side of your house? These are the people that sleep within 20 feet. 30 feet, 50 feet from you. Yeah. That live right next to you. Do you know all their names? That's scary. Right. Not everybody can do it, right? Yeah. So that's just one example of how shifted culture. Yeah. Yeah. How isolated we've become. Yeah. Um, which explains a lot of the problems in the world, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um so anyway, I think it starts with really challenging the status quo with culture around the nation and in your community. And being more neighborliness, right? Being friendly. What is hospitality? Warmth, generosity, neighborliness, friendliness, right? Yeah. Uh, Extend it from your business into your communities, right? Sorry, I didn't mean to go on that little rant. Oh, I dig it. Just came from nowhere. No, I feel (laughs) it, man. Uh, Did
1: I derail what you were trying to? No, man. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're unstoppable.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. Uh, So do do we let the folks know how to connect with you?
1: Yeah, so um, I guess the simplest way to do it would just be email us at team, T-E-A-M, T-E-A. yeah that's right at launch sa which is uh launch like uh, rocket like launch you know you would launch something sa like san antonio.org um i mean any anybody that seeks an answer i can't guarantee you I'll have the best one but i'd probably can help you find one
0: and i'll have that email um in the show notes as well, as well as the website in the show notes uh, i'll try to i'll do my best to summarize today's discussion it was kind of all over the place yeah. in a good way um and yeah awesome uh I wrap up every episode by calling somebody out or having you call somebody out. I mean, you kind of already gave me a list, but for the sake <laughs> of staying true to, to tradition, who is one person you think that I need to get on the show? Somebody other than Jody and somebody other than Tim and somebody other than Steven, uh, because we've already identified them yeah. and been in contact. Who's one more person that you think that's not one of those three that I need to get on the show?
1: Um, personally, I mean, I am just – I'm just – overwhelmed with joy every time I get to hear chef Sohaki speak uh, the dude just he knows what he's doing I mean it sound very insightful I just love hearing what he has to say I think it's just in- intriguing as hell chef sohaki
0: did I say it yeah correctly? Michael sohaki yeah Michael Sohaki look out I'm coming after you I'd love to get you on the show and uh, this has been a great conversation Ryan. I dig it thanks again there is no questioning my man you are unstoppable <laughs> cheers there we go. Another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable, and it was a good one. Thank you again to Ryan salts for taking the time to uh, to share what you've got going on over at Launch San Antonio and what you guys are doing with uh, Breakfast and Launch too. Uh, we need more programs like this throughout the country, uh, and really, when, when hearing about what they're doing, what I can think of, it, it's just a community for growth, a community uh, of support for entrepreneurs. And if we're going to um, increase the, the likelihood of you know spreading the wealth and creating a small business, we need to have that support system that knowledge, that the people do, that have done it, teaching what they know to be true about their success and I love what you're doing in San Antonio to support this way of thinking and also just the, the power of getting perspective and I think that's a big takeaway from today's conversation, even if you are doing well in your business and there is a system like this in, in your community go use it, you might be Missing out on a perspective that could really help benefit your business, and then also the, the idea that uh, while mentors are impossible or are important, uh, also just a peer group is really important to have those people that are close to you who are going through what you're going to, through to to lean on each other for su- support and help, and maybe. Th- Somebody's good at something you're not great at, and you're great at something they're not good at, and you guys can lean on each other and help each other out. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Just great stuff there. I love what they're doing out there in San Antonio. Uh, and if you are interested in uh, bringing what is going on in San Antonio, launch SA uh, to your city, uh, then reach out to Ryan. His contact information is in the show notes. This is episode 800, sorry, 589. Go check it out. And uh, like always, guys, please do reach out to me, Eric, at com. Tell me how I can best serve you. Keep those five-star reviews coming. They help so much. Uh, sign up for our email list. Join the community. Never miss an episode. And then lastly, if you really want to support this mission of inspiring, empowering, and transforming our industry, Please share this resource with everybody and anybody you know aspiring to be great. That is the best way to uh, support is just by sharing the word and spreading the love. All right, guys, that's it for today. Thank you so much for sticking around this long. Until next time, peace out.